0: Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight.
1: We made the trek up here to Glen Burnie today. We are at 7954 Crane Highway on the south side, um, the East Park Shopping Center between Gabe's and the Giant at a relatively new business called Challenge, which is a virtual reality escape room. Do I have that right? And we're here with Scott Vermillion, who is the owner. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Well, hopefully we all know what an escape room is. And this is a virtual reality escape room, which is completely different. And sort of a spoiler alert, before we started recording this, you took me into the back and let me try out, a, I guess, the test pattern, if you will, of uh, you know, how, to, how to do it. And this is something I have never seen or experienced before. And I've got a friend that does have a virtual reality thing at home, and we've you know, we've done the roller coaster and the space rides and, and some city stuff, but this this is very unique. This is something that you don't we don't have around here, do we? Ah,
2: uh, no, it is definitely is very unique in the sense that most VR you do at home or Dave and Busters or the like, a lot of that is the VR controlling you. You're you're a participant. Here, when you come to play our games, you are the, the world. The VR surrounds you, but you control it. Well, I know
1: one thing that I noticed when,
2: obviously, came in here, because we are
1: VR, um, there are no, what you would typically call, an escape room. I mean, you go into an escape room, and there's there's a chair, and there's a chest, and there's a mirror that has messages on it, and you know maybe a little chain, or something like this, and, and what we've got are a couple of VR goggles. In, and as opposed to a 10 by 10 little room or 12 by 12 or 15 by 15, whatever the heck it is, um, when you put them on, you're transported into the thing we did was was a, like a South Seas sailing thing. And there was, you know, there's oceans and beaches and rocks and cliffs and trees. And I mean, it was just so expansive. Uh, I look I looked down and I saw that I didn't have any legs <laughs> and I said, this is good. I've lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> you know? I like this virtual reality thing. <laughs> now I'm back to reality. You know, you know, but, uh, but what? where did the idea come from on this? I mean, how did you guys get into this? And well, I guess, first of all, when did you open up?
2: We opened in December 2019. Okay, bad timing. Awful timing. Uh, we had no idea. A pandemic was coming. Uh, we had just kind of got some momentum happening we did a big radio campaign in uh february with mix 106.5 Priestley was here with his family um spent thousands of dollars on it and uh you know two weeks after covid hit we're shut down for five months so that was uh, that was a rough spot for sure. So it was almost like we were a new business reopening and trying to you know reinvigorate the community and getting you know some old people to come back and new customers to come back. Um, so it was, it was definitely a challenge, no pun intended.
0: <laughs> there, there
1: you go. <laughs> well, how did you how did you get into this? I mean, what. Did you just wake up one morning and, you know, I mean, were you the, the, the kid that was in the basement always geeking out with virtual reality and said, hey, you know, I think we can make a run of this? Or how did this happen?
2: So the, I think the odd part was VR was never a part of the formula. I've always been on kind of a behind-the-scenes guy in productions and shows, you know, from being a little kid, you know, up to you know, adolescence. Uh, I worked at a television station, when I was in high school for two and a half years, I did a half a day at a TV station, half a day in high school. I uh, went to University of Maryland, got a radio, television, and film degree. Ah. So uh, I've had a strong technical background, broadcast, uh, computers. I was on the internet long before there ever was right. a thing called an internet. Uh, you know, I had a BBS back Yee-haw. in the early 80s. <laughs> That's right, 300 baud modem with the coupler and everything else. <laughs> That's right, one dedicated phone line, one user at a time. So, uh, the,
1: and when uh, Mom picks it up at home,
2: oh, I can't believe you picked up the so other line. I was lucky enough; uh, I had a paper out. So I had my own money. My mother allowed me to purchase, you know, my own computer, my own phone, dedicated phone line, just for that reason. So, uh, yeah, I I had experienced that at a friend's house and thought, no, no, I don't want to do that. That would be embarrassing if, you know, I've got somebody on my bulletin board and my mom picks up the phone and, you know, so I had a dedicated line. But that's where a lot of all of this came from. Um, I lived in L.A. for eight years. One of the first things I did was uh, produce and direct a theatrical production. And that almost sucked the life out of me. That was uh, six months of 20 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, that was, when when you're the guy, you're the guy. And you are for 24 hours a day. Now, when so. you're
1: saying a theatrical production, are you talking about uh, a, a movie or a film type thing? Or are we talking about Theater. a play? Theater it was a, it play, was a play acting,
2: yes, on stage. Type. It was a murder mystery, yes. Okay, at the White Fire Theater in in uh, L. A. So it was a lot of fun, uh, exhausting though. Sure. And uh, but I just always had the the love of the art of kind of being behind the scenes. So I've always had the technology background. Um, I've done the, some of the stage and theatrical. So I think challenge is a culmination of a lot of that. Originally, I wanted to do escape rooms. I just wanted to do it better than what I'd seen. I wanted it to be more, feel like a Disney ride. So when you go to an escape room, I feel like you should be immersed in that world. There shouldn't be, you know, stop points where you're stuck and you're frustrated and you have no idea what to do and you're looking at 10 padlocks and you don't know how to open any of them
1: i've been there done that
2: (laughs) or you know a teenager who gives you you know their their quick you know 30 second backstory closes the door locks it and walks away and you see him at the end saying you know sorry you didn't get out next And it's funny, I mean, because every
1: escape room that I've been to, they have a a relatively small room, and it's designed around a theme or a story or whatever it may be. And despite it being a, you know, you're supposed to be immersed into this whole little world of it, compared to what I just saw in this room next door to me 10 minutes ago, it's very one-dimensional to me. Uh, despite the fact that there's a, a little chest that you you know grab a key and open and there's a scroll and you've got to dial the letters in to open the lock to get the the note to whatever it is, um, and this is just something entirely different. Um, for those that aren't aware of virtual reality, I mean you you put a headset on, uh, which has uh, stereo, probably like sort of Dolby surround sound type thing right. uh, earphones. And it's it's essentially a screen, a 360 screen that's projected in front of your eyes. So when you turn your head, you're it's just like you're looking around,
2: just like real life. All and they're all in 4K, so it's a much higher definition than what most people are even used to seeing at home on TV. So it almost looks larger than life.
1: Well, walk me through an, an escape room. Okay, an escape room. We know that. The end goal is to unlock the door and get out. Uh, That's everyone. That's the common thing between between them all. And you just got to go through step one, two, three, four, five, six. Unless you happen to stumble on, and I don't think you can stumble on the you know the key to get out or whatever uh, in in a regular one. But I mean, how does a virtual reality escape room work? I mean, you have when I go to an escape room that has multiple rooms. I mean, you might have a, a mad doctor, and you may have a South Sea adventure, and you may have a you know whatever. Uh, prison? Do you have similar things here?
2: Uh, we definitely do. Uh, one of the advantages of having VR is we don't have to shut a room down to add a new room. We're constantly adding to our library. I currently have 16 virtual reality experiences uh, for single player and multiplayer. Most of our games are for two to six players. Uh, one of them, Arena, which is an arcade style game, is for eight players. But the escape rooms are the same exact concept. Um, you'll get a little bit of a backstory that will tell you kind of where you are and what you're doing. So some of them are familiar Alice is very familiar and very popular after Alice in Wonderland, and it largely follows the story of what Alice goes through. So you're moving around from area to area, solving clues. The big difference is that you're not confined into a space. And the space is so vast that... When you're in an escape room, you can see the four walls around you, or you can see the door that says, yes, that's the door that I have to get through.
1: That I can't get out of.
2: When you're in VR, most of the time, you're not exactly sure where you're going until you get there. It all builds up, and there's a constant flow where in an escape room, there can be a lot of stop gaps. And if you're stuck, you're sitting in there looking at those same four walls. Where with virtual reality, there's the game is so vast in the landscape that you're constantly flowing and constantly moving. Survival is, the concept is you've crashed, your plane's crash, and you need to survive the island. So even if you get stuck in the sense that you're not sure what puzzle you're supposed to be doing, you're still on the island. And there's still an entire island for you to explore and to walk around and to find. So, you know, in an escape room if you're stuck, you're stuck. You're you're just there looking at the wall where with VR you can still be roaming the landscape and Trying to figure things out. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, you're talking about the crash on the island. I mean, I might be able to walk down the beach a little bit, find a palm tree that's a certain thing that I could climb up to maybe at the top and wave to somebody to help exactly. me get out or something. Exactly, those kinds of things. Wow, wow. that's um, and you said you've got 16 different experiences here?
2: We do. We're we are supposed to be adding uh, two or three more this year. Um, one of the games that we're supposed to be adding, they've been working on since before the pandemic. Uh, is supposed to be a, of epic proportions. Uh, what it, the nature of the game is such that you can come and play that same game over and over, and it's a different game every time you play it. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So if you love the theme of the game, you can constantly play that same game. So
1: are you are you limited to sixteen experiences here or sixteen games here? I mean, that's what you said. That's what you have right now. But I mean, is that is that your capacity?
2: Uh, our capacity is pretty much unlimited. So we never lose a game. We never have to flip a room. We can play any game in any room with any number of players. We can also have the same game being played in three or four different rooms. So when we get a new game, we just simply add it to our library. We never lose our old games. So at Halloween time, if you last Halloween, you play House of Fear, and you want to come back this Halloween to play House of Fear with a new group of friends, you can do that.
1: Interesting And I guess if you And I, and I don't know Whether theaters Or you know, movie companies Have gotten involved In this yet or not But I mean If there was a Harry Potter themed game And Harry Potter Went out of vogue I could still come back here And play Harry Potter Just because I've got a a pension for Harry Potter.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we never lose a game. That's I think that's a huge, huge advantage. Um, you know, obviously there's a issue within the traditional escape room. Once a room is no longer popular, they can't make money on it if they're just keeping it open. I mean,
1: you know, it's, it's so funny when I when they first opened up, they opened up one in, in Annapolis, and I, it was one of the first times I'd ever heard of an escape room, and I was like, well, this is kind of stupid. You figure it out and. Well, then I'll never come back. Yeah, and I, I had no idea that they they redid it right time and time again, um, which obviously does keep it viable. If you you know if you enjoy it and you do, I, I tend to get very frustrated on it. It's like I I'm, I'm the guy that gets stuck on like the third clue and and then I just start stomping my feet and going, "This is stupid." <laughs> like, There's a bar across the street and I'm stuck in this little ten by ten room. What's you know what's going on? Um, this is really really kind of cool. What made you? decided to come to do is just something that you came up with saw somewhere and said hey this is what Anne Arundel County and Glen Burnie needs
2: so we uh, originally had started designing traditional escape rooms uh, with the concept of complete immersion you know I wanted to have that immersion or it wasn't worth it for for me to to do it and as I Began incorporating my ideas and the technology, and realizing, you know, the how much it was going to cost to build these rooms. It got to the point where um, it was going to be challenging. So we stumbled across the company. Uh, my wife and I were in St. Louis at a haunt convention and looking at like escape room props and puzzles. Stumbled across a, a company that was displaying virtual reality never done it before, never seen it before, had no idea even what it was, and I honestly wasn't even that excited to try it. I don't maybe, let's just see. And from the second you put that headset on and you're transported to another world, I, I think that's one of my most favorite parts about running this business, is the people who come here who've never done virtual reality, they've never done an escape room, And they put on that headset and they're like, oh, my God, this is crazy.
1: It's the biggest damn TV I've ever seen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're just blown away just by they know they're here in this building. But once you put that headset on, you know, I tell everybody that once you can't see me anymore, you're going to be in a world all by yourself. I mean, it's just so immersive and so real. It It feels real. It feels like that is your universe. Well,
1: one of the things when I was in there is I, I found myself having a difficult time doing when I, you know, when I wanted to transport myself to a certain area. I mean, I want to lean forward and walk there, <laughs> uh, and and that's the whole version. That's the whole reality part of this thing is because you are really immersed in this, but right. you're not. I mean, it, you're using the controller to to take you there, and it's and and it walks. And the one that I was training on it was not—I didn't think it was overly realistic. Do
2: some of them get really super realistic? Oh yeah, yeah. That that basically the tutorial is just for you to get a feel of being in the environment, um, how the controllers work, how you move, how you pick up objects, just how to interact. Mm-hmm. It, it's just basically getting you started. Yeah, that I would say the the level of the immersion, like in the games, is is much different.
1: Now, does, does everybody go through the tutorial when they come in here? Yeah. Unless they're experts, I guess.
2: Yeah, if they've been here three or four times, I'll ask them. Sometimes people will bring um, somebody new, you know, and. We'll put the new person in, and while the new person's playing, you know, because it takes, a, unlike an escape room, you open the door, you put them in, close the door. It takes us a few minutes to get everybody kind of hooked up and make sure the headsets are calibrated and everything.
1: Okay, and then um, when, when you say it's multiplayer, I mean, so we're, tr- we're trying to get out of this world or to solve a puzzle. And how do how two people or four people or six people interact in the same thing? I mean, and, and again, this is coming from a guy that I'm not a gamer. And my son is, and he plays with all all the other things. And I just said, you know, there's way too many, but I've got, it's got, the Xbox controller's got five more buttons crazy, than I've got right? fingers, so I don't know what to do with
2: the rest. So. Uh, that's uh, There's some simplicity in its be- beauty, in the simplicity here. Uh, the controllers are, in fact, very simple, non-Xbox-like, and I think it's that way intentionally, because in the real world, you know, when we interact, we use our brains, we use our hands, and it's pretty much the same thing. That the only added feature is you're using your thumbs to teleport and to move around, Other than that, the only other thing you do is grab, right? So the controllers aren't the tool for solving the game. They're just the means for you to figure out the puzzles to solve the game. Uh, A lot of the games have AI in them in that they will change according to how many players you have. So in the prison, if you've got... You know five people playing the game. there is a part where there's an uh, uh, electric chair. Everybody is in the chamber together. and in order to get through it, everybody's gotta pull a lever okay. at the same time. If there are five people, there are five levers. If there are two people, there are there's only two, two levers. levers. so they they've incorporated a lot of that in the game so that you know the the game adapts to however many people are playing.
1: That's is this for everybody? I mean, again, I'll go back to that. I felt, I don't want to say a little bit unsteady on my feet, but I felt like I wanted to move because, again, it jumps into the whole immersion thing there. But, I mean, do you find that you have people that come in here that just, their brain's not working for this?
2: Almost no one. (laughs) There, there There's definitely been a couple of people that this is is not for. Um, The majority of people have no idea what it is, and they love the experience. I've had a couple of people who tell me, oh, I get motion sick really easily, or I don't like roller coasters. So, you know, I say, well, why don't you come in and try the tutorial, the the same program that you tried. And just so they can understand that they control it. I think where a lot of the motion sickness comes in is the loss of control. I've played a couple of um, VR games that we don't have as part of the escape rooms, and when they're like a simulator or something, and I feel like I can't control it, it gives me motion sickness. So, um, yeah, we've had uh, most ages, our our experiences are recommended for ages 10 and up, and we've had younger than 10, you know, people, young kids who play VR at home, they can do very well, they understand the concept, Uh, I think... Our oldest player has been uh, 78. Okay,
1: I'm, I still haven't hit that, so I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have to admit that it was my mother. Okay. Uh, she has played eight of our games. She's never walked, never hit the wall, and loves them. Simply loves them. She's played two or three games, like, back-to-back. You know, Does she you get a discount? She does, get a, okay. she does get a discount. She does get a
1: discount. Yeah, I was gonna say, mom, moms will always get a discount,
2: and we we like to preach that, that this really is an experience for anybody. You don't have to be an escape room aficionado. So if you've never played one before, that's okay. We have games that are geared towards new players that are completely solvable you can come in and be a first-time player and still get through these experiences and and enjoy them part of our philosophy here is making sure that everybody who comes has an enjoyable experience not everybody escapes
1: but what happens a sad trombone when you don't (laughs) (laughs) No.
2: No, we we try not to do that. We try not to... You should
1: have the floor drop out from underneath them. And they (laughs) fall. Into the depths of (laughs) fire and brimstone.
2: I want everybody to feel like they've had a great experience, even if they don't escape. Because, you know, that's... Again, I've been in escape rooms, and I felt frustrated, you know, didn't escape. The Game Master comes in and tells me the puzzles, and I'm still like, What? can you show me how that works? I, cause I don't even, yeah, un- that was pretty obscure. Sure. Yeah. I don't understand it. And I want, those are all the things I wanted to avoid here. I didn't want people to leave here going, well, that was just a waste of my money. Luckily so far, you know, from the feedback that we've gotten people, like I said, even if you don't escape, they still really enjoy the experience. I would put our return customers at over 50% of the people oh, wow. who come back and play more.
1: How long does a session or a, a experience last
2: so the tutorial is five minutes sometimes 10 minutes depending on how How quick it takes you to to get through uh then the multiplayer escape rooms you have 50 minutes to escape Uh, our single players you get 15 minutes to escape and then our arcade games you can play in 30 or 60 minute sessions
1: okay so you can you just want to check it out you can come in for 15 or exactly or really immerse yourself in here for a full hour. Well, you had mentioned that kids, some of the younger kids, that played the stuff at home. Uh, are whizzes when they come into a degree? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what what's to prevent me from going down to GameStop if they're still in business after their their stock run or whatever it is, and, buy, and buying buying this virtual, buying the same, you know, cartridge or whatever. However, it works and, and bringing it home.
2: We don't offer consumer level VR. Um, it's become very popular, Oculus is very popular. We have a lot of people who come in and say, you know, I have got Oculus at home and um, I, I have to first explain to them, I say, forget what you know, because this works a little differently. This is a much different level of VR, uh, not available on the consumer market. Our games provider um, only does business to business sales, so you can't get our games anywhere else. Okay, so I
1: can't, I can't play it at
2: home. You cannot play these games at home You can definitely play right, VR Right, right, home. right, yeah
1: if, I mean, if you if you want to invest in that And I mean, I don't know what the cost of VR is I mean, I know at one point it used to be crazy expensive As did, um, you know, pretty much everything Right <laughs> that, 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 It's
2: come down like TV, like large screen TVs It's come down similarly in price um, To get a good gaming system uh, You know, two to $3,000 at home You know, you probably spend to get something good So, you know, double that here With the technology that we've got. One of the uh, other advantages, usually at home, you've got one headset. Most people aren't investing in two, and certainly not three or four. Four or six. Exactly. So um, you play with what you got there. Where here, like I said, you can play up to six or eight people at the same time. So that's something that it's still going to be a while, I think, before you're going to be able to do that at home.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would think so. Well, i tell you, Scott, this is interesting. Because, I mean, I noticed as I'm looking in your lobby, is that the proper term lobby, yep. waiting room, whatever that's you want to call lobby. it here? But, I mean, it looks very social. It looks, uh, you know, you've got the high-top tables, you've got some low-top tables and stuff like that. I mean, can, can somebody come in, spend an evening here, and bring a pizza here or something like that? Or is that?
2: Definitely. We have done several corporate events where uh, company parties, where people will come in, play, Um, We do offer We don't cater ourselves But we Will Make arrangements To bring catering in So you can kind of Play and eat At the same time Okay Um We we, we,
1: we can't drink in VR at the same time, can we?
2: Uh, I don't recommend that, so (laughs) we have had parties that do have alcohol, and what I recommend is you play, and And then then you drink.
1: Right, you play, and then you play. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Because we are located next to a liquor store, we do get a lot of people who come in with liquor in their hand, and I strongly recommend to them to save it until after the experience. So you wouldn't drink that and then go on a roller coaster. You wouldn't, that'd be the same type of thing here. Virtual reality uses, you are part of the virtual reality. So your brain is creating a lot of the experience. National Geographic's got a really good um, hour-long episode they covered on the science of VR. And they talk about how what you see here is computer-generated, but what you see here. That's all your brain is helping to create all of
1: that. The whole scene. Yeah. yeah, so
2: if you are impaired, a lot of this goes awry and will throw off your balance. See, it, it's odd. We've had a couple people get sick because they're dehydrated. Like They come in, they haven't had anything to eat all day, nothing to drink, and they start to play, and they start to feel sick yeah. because they're their brain is an integral part of vr is this is this
1: accessible i mean this may be a, a stupid question or maybe not but when I was in there, I was standing up and I had the two controllers in my hands, and that was, you know, how I was felt like a maestro directing an orchestra. But is this is this for people with any kind of a physical with a mobility issues? Can can this be done from a seated position or perhaps like a wheelchair?
2: Absolutely, and we have had uh, paraplegics come in and play with the, the group. Um, we do sometimes if a, a child is having an issue with the concept of not walking, we'll put them in a chair. Kids never listen to you. (laughs) It's such a mixed (laughs) audience. Some of them are amazing because they've done it before, they understand, and other kids, you know, it's such a foreign, even adults, it's such a foreign concept to move without moving. But yeah, you can absolutely play wheelchair, you can play in a chair. Typically we ask when those people do that, they do it with a group because there are some challenges like you can't reach high if you're sitting down but if you have other people in the group that can help you somebody
1: can reach up on that top shelf and get it exactly what is your most popular most experience that you've got here
2: most popular is probably house of fear
1: and what's the concept on that
2: you are locked in a log cabin in the woods and you're simply trying to get out one of, the first questions, one of the first questions I ask everyone is, do you like horror movies? And depending on that answer, my next question is, do you watch them with your eyes closed or behind your, you know, hiding, do you hide your face? And if I get a yes to that, I say, listen, if, if you can't watch a horror movie without turning away, the last thing you want to do is to be, inside of the horror movie because yeah. you can't play the game if you're high closing your eyes you right. have to interact you have to go through the experience yeah so if you don't and, love, it, and it's that real it's pretty real it's pretty real.
1: Are you going to bring on the the? You, you mentioned Disney earlier. Are you going to bring on the next next thing where you start like blowing air across legs and you know, well, <laughs> get, I would, the, get the sense get the, the, the 4D, sensory yeah, in there? The four
2: D, yeah. The four D. I would love to do uh, smell. That would be awesome. I don't know how we would do it without ruining the headsets, but there is such a vast array of landscapes that I the smell would be awesome. But accidentally, we discovered uh, I was playing Survival one testing it out myself one time. And I was hot, and uh, my wife heard me talking, and she brought in a fan and turned the fan on. And I felt wind blowing, and I'm like, "Wow, that's really cool! I'm on the island, and I can feel the wind blowing across my." Right, meanwhile, your,
1: meanwhile, your wife's outside <laughs> in the hall going, Shh.
2: <laughs> It was great, but yeah, that would be awesome to add a whole nother level and. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's down the road. Yeah. And they can maybe figure out a way to add that sensory without actually adding it, you know, like spraying something, but triggering something in your brain.
1: That thinks you are. Yeah, that That's, thinks uh, you are. I mean, you know, you see something, I mean, if there was a giant spritz bottle floating in the air and all of a sudden a hand comes down to squeeze it, I mean, I know for sure that I would be ducking.
2: Right. right. You know, I was like, whoa.
1: <laughs> now, what's your personal favorite one to play?
2: I get that question all the time. What's my favorite game? And my answer is all of them. Uh, That's a BS answer. But it's true. And I'll tell you why. Because every game, there's something different in every game that the reason why I like it is for a particular feature. So it's hard for me to say I like one over the other. If I had to pick one or two, um, Alice, which is one of our newest game, has a level of immersion and graphics that's mind-blowing just the gameplay and the graphics and the surroundings when you're in there are just hard to explain you almost you have to experience it I my favorite game to watch people play probably house of fear the group dynamics I've learned a lot about people. And uh, you know, fight or flight when stuff comes down to it. You get a lot of screams and a lot, a lot of screams. A lot of uh, I've watched a lot of grown men come in with you know their moms and you know their wives, and something scary happens, and they're gone. They just so they sniff, leave just them.
1: sniveling little babies they running out
2: the front run. door. They <laughs> run. I mean, I watched a, a pair of brothers lock their sixty-year-old mom. In the room, you know, run out of the room, close the door with a guy with a chainsaw attacking their mom. I'm like, well, how could you do that? And, of course, everybody gets a laugh afterwards, but uh, it's hilarious. That's definitely my favorite to watch.
1: Have you found, and I know that you haven't been in business here so long, but, I mean, obviously you investigated this before you opened up the store here in Glen Burnie. And, again, we're at 7954 Crane Highway uh, in the East Park East Park? Yep. East Park Shopping Center between Giant and Gabe's. Business is called Challenge. It's Escape Room Evolved. But... Have you found since you started investigating this and opening this that the technology, I mean, just I, I think about technology and how fast it has changed. And I mean, it, 20 years ago, we were dealing with Bax machines. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, and, and you know, now we've got these little phones in our pocket that are just absolutely amazing with what we can do. Have you found that the technology in your short time that you've been involved with this is, has changed? I mean, is this taking that tumble like most tech
2: is? It, uh, I think it's slowed a little bit in the last year or two. I think where the big development is happening now is not necessarily um, the hardware, but the software. So the the programming and the development of virtual reality and alternate reality and the military and the government uses that a lot. Alternate reality, meaning you wear a headset, you can see the live world, but then you also see a mixed um, mixed reality with it, whether it's graphics or technology. Targets If you're shooting, you know, or display of, like, the Terminator, you know, what we saw the Terminator right, right. years ago. I mean, that stuff is real. Anybody can do that now. Right, right. Interesting. This is really cool. Now, what's your average group?
1: Two people? Or is, do you have fours? Or I
2: would it, say two. Our average is actually two players. Um... The successful groups are probably more three to four players, and then when we get to five to six players, um, they th- that curve goes down a little bit. So when you're playing one of our games, and uh, you can communicate with everybody in the game, no matter where you are. If you're on survival and you're in different parts of the island, everybody can still communicate on an open mic system where that gets complicated is if two people are doing one puzzle, two people are doing a different puzzle, they're all sharing the same open mic system. So it can get confusing and you know, whoever is the loudest voice tends to be the one that gets heard.
1: Okay, so that brings up another question and I didn't do it in the training thing, but that so we is if two of us are in here together playing, I can sit there and I've got I've got a mic in that headset. Yes. So I can sit there and say Hey, I need you to uh, Scott. Can you check out what's behind that rock?
2: Exactly, and we there's two way communication with us as well. So um, stop um, hitting the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually by the by the time if they're hitting the wall, I'm usually going back there. (laughs) Guiding them. One of my disclaimers, uh, you know, when I'm giving people the training session, is. if they feel somebody tapping them on the shoulder, that's me, I'm tapping you, and what I'm trying to do is to, if you've moved from your golden feet on the floor, I'm just trying to get you back to your originating spot. Don't swing. <laughs> well, so that, in House of Fear, I have to warn, it's more of a warning than anything, right. because if they're already scared and they feel somebody petrified, I've had to duck a couple of times. Oh I my mean,
1: word, w- that's When funny. I go
2: in there, I know already how you know people are frightened, I'm already like tapping as far away as I can just to warn them that I need to move them so they don't hit me.
1: Got to get sandbags and put them on their feet when they start to move.
2: Thought about that. I don't know the the insurance company probably wouldn't like that. But <laughs> we thought about insurance. duct tape too. I'm an AV guy, so you know, duct tape. No, nothing. People's nothing, feet. nothing can't be solved without a good roll of duct tape. It, you never know who's gonna. You know, some people adapt very well. Some people, you know, they come in with the notion that oh my god, I'm never gonna be able to not walk. And I, I tell everybody it it takes even after doing your training, it takes good five, ten minutes worth of gameplay to really get comfortable with the concept of I'm not moving my feet, but I'm I am moving moving around inside of this universe. Now the training is is that that's not counted
1: within the is that counted within that 15 no. minute time? So no. it's training and then you do get 50 minutes, 15, 50, whatever it is of the true experience. Yes. Very cool. And you had mentioned briefly and you just cursed over it, but it, it was um, you said like corporate training
2: so uh, we've or team building or yeah we de- definitely do that. That's uh, corporations would like to come in. And spend the evening here. They can do catering, and uh, in that, you know, they're having fun. They're also learning to work together and build together. All of our games are just like any escape room. You're solving problems together. You know, very few people are just off on their own doing something that requires the group dynamic for everybody to work together. And a lot of them, uh, what they've done is they'll have one, two different groups play the same game to see who can get through the game faster. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, lo- it's
1: a lot of fun. Interesting. And and you, before we started recording, you also told me that, I mean, you've got probably, what, eight eight or nine rooms of varying sizes and stuff like that, but because of the technology, I mean, you could put one person in every room, and even though they're not in physically in the same room, they're still experiencing the same experience. Exactly. Can this be done remotely?
2: Uh, it cannot be done remotely, and the reason why is the particular hardware. Uh, all of our games are not on a server. We store them locally, locally. and... Where, what, how that is an advantage is there is zero. We've never had any problem with any game lag, because everybody has their own game playing on their own computer, so we're not required to you know worry about any kind of speed other than what your computer is doing. Sure. So it, you wouldn't be able to do that over the internet.
1: This is fantastic. Well, I think I know what I'm going to talk my trivia team into doing in a couple of weeks. We're going to come on up here to challenge Escape Room Evolved in Glen Burnie. It is at 7954 Crane Highway. and Really, it's actually, when I got here, I was very surprised. Just a quick shot up 97, and then uh, essentially a U-turn come down a block, and it's right there on the left. Scott Vermillion is the owner. Are you in here with any partners, or is this just
2: you? Just me and my wife. And your my, wife, my, right? My wife, you know, help, helps me operate it. That's right, and mom. Hey mom, that comes in Hey mom, she comes on. She lives in Florida, but she
1: likes to come visit. Good deal, good deal. And you are basically open. You're kind of a nighttime thing. I mean, you're not e- evenings and weekends. Right. Yes. Um I'm. I'm looking at a brochure, and it's four to nine p.m. Monday through Thursday, four to ten on Friday, noon to ten on Saturday, and noon to nine on Sunday. And that's. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, it may change, I guess, as as we come out of COVID and. As the demand there is Website ChallengeMD.com Is the place to go To check it out uh, But Better than that Come on up to Make the trip up to Glen Burnie And check this out This is like Really cool If you've never done Virtual reality uh, I highly recommend At least trying it once And this would be A good environment To do it in And you've got games That range from Family friendly I know you There was a Christmas one To the Oh god Get me the hell out of here <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> Scott Vermillion, thank you very
2: much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion.